Hi, I'm Rev Myron. I'm a minister with Through Pathways of Light, and I've been, of course, a miracle student for the last 40 years. What I'm doing this year, as I've done for several years now, is to read the lessons and to ask Jesus to um, to clarify for me, to help me to see this uh, lesson however he wants me to see it this time. Um, and many times as I've gone through the lessons, every time it's a little different. Every time I go a little deeper. And I really appreciate it. The first time I went through them, I did it just as Jesus said. Well, the first time I went all the way through because I tried several times and, and would quit and get discouraged and then go back to it. But when I finally did go through them, I did it just as Jesus said, or as close as I could. I certainly didn't do it perfectly, but it seems to have worked anyway. So I'm very grateful for that. But now I do what I call meditative writing. Um, after I've asked for, I've read the lesson, asked for clarification. And then I write whatever comes into my mind. Seems like this year, these first lessons, it's almost like I've never read them before. I'm just gaining so much uh, from reading them. So today I'm going to be looking at lesson nine. I see nothing as it is now. So I will read some paragraphs and then I'll talk about them. This paragraph one, this idea obviously follows from the two preceding ones, which were, I see only the past and my mind is preoccupied with past thoughts. And this one is, I see nothing as it is now. And we can kind of see how they're connected. It says, this idea obviously follows from the two preceding ones, but while you may be able to accept it intellectually, it is unlikely that it will mean anything to you as yet. However, understanding is not necessary at this point. In fact, the recognition that you do not understand is a prerequisite for undoing your false ideas. These exercises are concerned with practice, not with understanding. You do not need to practice what you already understand. It would indeed be circular to aim at understanding and assume that you already have it. It is difficult for the untrained mind to believe that what it seems to picture is not there. This idea can be quite disturbing and may meet with active resistance in any number of forms. Yet, that does not preclude applying it. No more than that is required for these or any other exercises. Each small step will clear a little of the darkness away and understanding will finally come to lighten every corner of the mind that has been cleared of the debris that darkens it. Well, it's important that we accept that we don't need to understand just to practice. If we understood, we wouldn't need to practice, would we? We don't need to accept this. 
We just need to practice it. Each lesson is helping us to clear away the debris that is making vision impossible for us. We just need to trust the process and do as we're asked. None of this is hard. It only feels hard when we resist the ideas. When I first did these lessons, I didn't actually believe what I was told. How could what I see so clearly not be here? I could touch it and smell and sometimes taste it. Of course, it was a body doing all these things, at least seeming to do them. And the body isn't here either. <laughs> As Jesus says in the text, at no single instance does a body exist at all. That's in chapter 18, section 7. But there was a certainty in me that insisted this is true, no matter how it seemed to fly in the face of what I thought of as reality. So I did it anyway, which is all that is asked of us. I'm certain now that it's true. There is nothing for us to see because this is not actually reality. Everything that can be seen with the body's eyes does not exist. And yet, there are times when I take it all too seriously. I will suddenly become afraid for someone I love or who seems to be in trouble. The thought of being someplace high terrifies me. And yet, even then, even in those moments when the world feels real, I know it is not. It seems that once you know something, you can't unknow it, even if the false memory surfaces. Knowing that the world is not real opens the mind to what is real. These lessons work if we do them. And paragraph three, these exercises for which three or four practice periods are sufficient involve looking about you and applying the idea for the day to whatever you see, remembering the need for its indiscriminate application and the essential rule of excluding nothing. For example, I do not see this typewriter as it is now. I do not see this telephone as it is now. I do not see this arm as it is now. Paragraph four, begin with things that are nearest you and then extend the range outward. I do not see that coat rack as it is now. I do not see that door as it is now. I do not see that face as it is now. Paragraph five, it is emphasized again that while complete inclusion should not be attempted, specific exclusion must be avoided. Be sure you're honest with yourself in making this distinction. You may be tempted to obscure it. These exercises seem ridiculously simple for something so incredible, and yet truly they do change everything, and eventually they bring us home. Jesus repeats that we should not try to include everything and emphasizes that it is essential that we not specifically exclude something. If we exclude something, anything at all, we will not remember our true self. I used to be afraid to include the, include the people I love, especially my children. It was like I was saying that they don't exist. Now I understand that I am including only the images of the loved ones, the body, personality. I don't see them as they really are, and that's just a fact. 
And I'm glad that they're not these bodies. Who they really are is deeply loved, and that love is pure than ever now. We are now closer than ever before. There is no loss in doing this work, only gain. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And I'll see you tomorrow with another lesson.